1: Hello and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show, a hoop ball presentation. This episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee, taste the Kona difference, head over to hawaiianisles.com or Amazon. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I am joined tonight by Corbin. Corbin, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Adrian. A lot of basketball. I'm excited. Um, you know, it's a Monday. Just getting past the dog days and Mondays are always a great thing.
1: Yeah, you know, Monday Mondays are always rough, but um, hoops makes it better. And, uh, man, I'm excited yeah. to talk to you. Always a good time talking to you, Corbin. And we got a nice slate of games. Uh, you know, not too many games here. So we can, uh, can kind of take our time and um, see what went down. I think there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of interesting fantasy narratives in some of these games here tonight. But, oh yeah, but, for real. But before we jump into these games, is there anything um, outside of the game slate tonight that you think we need to touch on? Uh, I can't think of anything major that went down. Right, we didn't get any woes bombs or any major injuries. Or oh anything no,
2: like that. nothing, nothing big. But we're a month out of uh, the trade season, so you know the rumors are really starting to start flying kind of the sources fantasy may be definitely impacted on certain teams that may be real big buyers or sellers and how that may work so something to keep an eye on but fortunately no no real breaking news tonight
1: yeah trade deadlines always uh one of my most favorite times of the year because it's just kind of exciting the the movement the uh the potential of like guys who were just stashes who could become league winners it it's exciting, man. So uh, trade deadline's always fun, and uh, I'm really curious this year if we're going to get a lot of movement. It's going to be interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. It really is. I'm, I'm exactly right there with you. Hopefully it's a big one. I just can't wait, man. I'm with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the box score since there's nothing major as far as news goes. Uh, I believe the first game of the evening was the Pelicans at the Pistons. The Pelicans getting the win here, 117 to 110. Gonna take a look at the Pelicans side of this game first. And man, I gotta start with the injuries. This is ridiculous. No JJ Reddick. No Drew Holiday, no Derek favors. Brandon Ingram is out tonight. We're still waiting from Zion Williams Corbin. There's a lot of buzz that Zion will be making his n b a debut this Thursday. So man, that is exciting so with all of the injuries here some very interesting guys to stream in the meantime uh i'm gonna start with lonzo ball who flirted with a huge triple double here and played 46 minutes he Whoa. almost played the entire game now this game did go into overtime so i guess it's a little misleading that he played 46 minutes but still man that is a lot of tick for a player <laughs> um, 17 points three steals nine assists 12 rebounds just really filling it up three threes now the shooting wasn't great seven of 23 three from the field from the line. He also had seven turnovers, so it wasn't all good, but you you still got to be pretty happy with this line from Lonzo Ball if you played him. Um, Mm A lot of great games here from the starters. Jahil Okafor filling in in the front court. He had 25 points 14 rebounds, five assists, three blocks. He was outstanding. 11 of 21 shooting from the field, a perfect three of three from the line. Um, man, I don't know. Maybe he's worth a stream. It was Jackson Hayes who was getting all the minutes in the previous game, so this is a little interesting to see Okafor um, here. And you know, I'm not quite sure. Um, how long Favors is going to be out. I don't think it's going to be for a long period of time. But hey, if you want to pick up Okafor just to see in deeper leagues, I would not blame you. Um, I actually picked up Josh Hart in a bunch of places. Uh, He had 11 points, a block, two assists, six rebounds, uh, three threes. Actually, a pretty decent line here from Hart. And I think he's definitely worth a look with reddick and holiday missing from the backcourt um oh yeah yeah super quick melly man melly had a nice game 20 points two seals two two assists three rebounds Two threes on an efficient 7 of 11 shooting from the field. Perfect 404 from the line. Another guy who could be worth a look, but um, uh, probably not in standard leagues. And then other than that, you know, Frank Jackson has been good. He had a big game in the last one. And even though he came off the bench, played 32 minutes in this one for 13 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal. Another guy who could be worth the stream. With, uh, the, with the injuries to the backcourt. Corbin, what am I missing? Anything? Uh, what do you think of the Pelicans?
2: No, I think you kind of nailed it pretty well. I mean, injuries are interesting. With Zahn being back, a lot definitely may change in terms of rotation, uh, specifically among the front court and just how those minutes are distributed. Um, Brandon Ingram was out, obviously, with that knee injury. I think it was his right knee, but... That's going to be something. I mean, hopefully, you know, bounce back pretty well from that. Um, But, yeah, you kind of nailed it. The guards really did a big performance here, Um, Lonzo especially, and particularly with J.J. Redick out. And the Pelicans have such an interesting blend of of veteran talent and young players that we knew from the beginning of the season, but just how, you know, each one fits and how Coach Gentry decides to use them. Jackson Hayes getting a lot of time, especially with Derek Favors out. The injury bug's been hitting them from the very beginning. You know, the uneven play, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say, from Drew Holiday, and and play from Lonzo Ball, who really came on out of out of nowhere, you know, this second half after being injured for some of the season to begin with as well. So, it's a lot of moving parts. It's hard to really pin anything down on the Pelicans in that regard, and, and with that being said, I totally trust your judgment there, because that was a comprehensive breakdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, let me ask you real quick, what are your thoughts on Zion? Um, you think he can... Make a huge impact right away. Are you worried at all about the effect he could have on some guys who've been playing really well? Uh, in particular, Brandon Ingram, who has been one of the most uh, biggest surprises of the season. Um, what are your thoughts on Zion?
2: I, I, you know, it's funny. I think it's interesting. I don't want to say, oh, he's gonna. I think as a rookie, you're gonna you're gonna come in and have to. Um... You're going to have to come in and have to kind of find his way. I mean, this is his first time playing. Okay, it's so weird. I said, though, this is going to be an adjustment. It wasn't. Preseason is going, to be, this is going to be an adjustment. It wasn't. You know, the NBA is going to be an adjustment. We'll see. <laughs> but, like, I still think creating his own offense and iffy jumper, getting used to the game, I think it may take some time. Just to adjust, especially being out and having your rhythm gone um, with that injury, having to recalibrate your walking and running, having to play 5-on-5, five five, basically start from scratch. And now you're in the season, which is in full swing with the Pelicans kind of outside the bubble in the playoff circle, but still very much a possibility. So I think there is some room for him to work his way back into into like game shaping who he's going to be um, from like an offensive standpoint on this team. So I think that they'll ease him in. Mm -hmm. I don't really expect Brandon Ingram to be affected, especially with his newfound outside shooting. He's become a three-level scorer, and that versatility offensively, as well as the need to kind of be that main guy Mm -hmm. while Zion really figures it out, I think is going to make it so that they're both pretty even. I mean, if it started where the season was, this preseason... You know, when Zion was uh, pegged to just be playing and, you know, Brandon was still coming off of last year and not sure if he had the outside three-point shot consistently and everything. But I think this first half of the season has really proven that Brandon Ingram is a solid NBA scorer at the very least and a great talent at the worst—not the worst, but a great talent overall. And I think now it's not a matter of, okay, Zion or Brandon. It's a matter of meshing those two. Mm-hmm. Um, And if anything, in a weird way to say it, having Zion's injury kind of come into play here made it so you can kind of have an alpha dog in a way with Brandon and give Zion even more time within the constructs of the game to kind of force his will in spots and also let the game go through him and others.
1: Yeah, I am actually not worried at all about Zion's effect on Brandon Ingram. Look, we know they can be on the court together at the same time. They can play next to each other. Um, So you're not worried about Ingram's minutes taking a hit at all. If anything, maybe you worry that his points dip a little bit. Maybe Zion siphoned some rebounds off of Ingram. But man, um, Corbin, Ingram has... I mean, I just looked up the player radar right now on the season... In nine category leagues, he is putting up end of the first round value player eleven. So, at worst case scenario, let's say he falls is like a second round value, or let's say he loses just a little bit of value. I mean, he has still been outstanding for you this season, and I think he's going to be great. The other one last thing that I want to mention, and then we can move on, is um, the Pelicans are going to be. Really, really cautious with Zion, meaning he may only get 20 minutes for like the first week or so. We're not uh-huh. going to see him play back to backs probably the entire season. Corbin, if he has an inkling of an injury if somebody sneezes on him and he i mean we may see the pelicans just sit him for a couple days if he just doesn't feel good or let's say he's got some weird soreness or whatever so i think because of this man i am not concerned about brandon ingram's value at all all right man that's all okay. i got um any closing thoughts before we move over to the uh, um, detroit pistons
2: uh, not at all, man. You know it pretty well. I think we had a nice little kind of uh, breakdown of New Orleans and where they're at midway through the season.
1: Yes. What went down on the other side of this game?
2: Okay. So Detroit. Well, first, the first thing that went down was that L, which is unfortunate, but gotta say it. Um, but we're gonna start about some uh, real good players that that came out and really showed out. We're gonna start with. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna butcher this name, and I hear it. Um, <laughs> Seku Dombuya. There oh, okay. we go. Okay, wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to be. Um, you know, this guy's really come on this season kind of in a revelation as far as a young talent for the Pistons who, you know, it has been reported this trade deadline. No one is untouchable on this Pistons team. However, he is one of their intriguing pieces um, that has some potential that's yet to be tapped. Um, he had a good game tonight. 16 points on 69 shooting. He knocked down two threes. He had eight rebounds. Um, that that that's, that's pretty good for him. Um, defensive stats – looking now and like almost knocked it out he had a steal in a block so not you know a little bit of everything there um you definitely like that offensive um potential he provides there in those rebounds as well i would definitely pick him up andre drummond <laughs> did not have a great game he did have a double double 11 points and 10 rebounds um however it was on five of 14 shooting one of four from the free throw line not been super great out there Two assists, three steals, and two blocks, which are always nice, but that ugly offensive numbers are definitely telling. Uh, Tony Snell gave you 28 minutes of pretty much nothing. Uh, he did give two rebounds and two assists, but scoreless, um, an 0 for as far as shot attempts are concerned. Um, Scheme uh, Makaliak. 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 As a Lakers fan, this is embarrassing for me. Um, <laughs> but just like the Lakers organization, once they traded it, I kind of move on. Okay, he had 13 points, for 8 shooting. And he knocked down three threes. from the free-throw line, had two rebounds and four assists, um, two steals as well. I think I'm really impressed by those four assists. Our distribution numbers um, from him on that end is pretty nice. And then um, Bruce Brown, 21 minutes, 12 points, 5-9 shooting from the field. He had one three, one or two from the free-throw line, three rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block. So, you know, didn't get as many um, uh, defensive stats you'd like. Uh, I personally would also like a little more... um, Rebounds, but assist-wise, that's solid. And scoring-wise, I mean, he's not a really, um, quote-unquote, high-volume shooter or scorer, so that's not bad at all. Off the bench, Christian Wood, always been impressed by him this year. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 5'11 from the field. He knocked down 2 of 3 from 3. Um, perfect from the line. Uh, He had an assist, two steals, and three blocks. So Christian Wood is a guy I'm all on. Um, Markeith Morris, who had actually missed his first 16 shots after recovering from his injury, um, ended up with seven points on two of 12 shooting. Uh, One of six from three. Uh, You could tell he wasn't lacking for shot attempts. It was just a completion there. Uh, Two rebounds, and that was really it. No defensive stats whatsoever. No assists. Not a great night at all. Um, And then Derrick Rose, really the kind of main man off the bench for Detroit all season. 23 points in 37 minutes. Uh, that led the Pistons. 10-23 of 23 from the field. He missed every three he took. Three or four from the free throw line, four rebounds, eight assists, one block. You know you're not getting great three-point shooting from him, but solid scoring and assist numbers. He's been a boost for the Pistons off the bench all season. And then lastly, Langston Galloway, eight points in 31 minutes, three, uh, two threes, uh, three rebounds, one assist, and one steal. So he kind of is what he is. But um, Adrian, what do you think about the Pistons? Just the season, any kind of stat revelations? What you got?
1: You know... Reality-wise, not a great team, but fantasy-wise, in a very interesting team. And the two guys that have really piqued my interest, I've grabbed them everywhere I could, is um, Sukhoi Dombuya and um, uh, Christian Wood. Those are the two guys. And, you know, I played Christian Wood tonight, Corbin, and it was terrifying because he <laughs> had five minutes of action at halftime and i'm thinking to myself oh man cuz this is a roto league where you got game a game cap in each spot so every game counts like you know in a head to head league if a guy has a bad game big deal cuz um you can play as many games as you want but in this league you really want to maximize your good games and i was i was like oh man i just wasted a game and then he got extended run in the second half over Andre Drummond and put up a nice line. And man, if Drummond somehow gets moved at the trade deadline, if Christian Wood becomes the starting center, he could be a game changer. He could be a league winner. So, um wow. yeah, I I like the idea of of grabbing Christian Wood, especially with as you said the trade deadline nearing. I think um You know, we've already been hearing all kinds of rumors on Andre Drummond. He's a guy that I think is very likely to get moved, and Christian Wood could be a huge winner at the trade deadline. Um, The other guy, and this guy hit the wire in a couple of my leagues. I snatched him up. Dumbuya. um, Look, it's going to be a little up and down. Raw rookie, um, but... He's getting a lot of minutes, man. They are starting him at the four. He got 35 minutes tonight. And um, I think this guy's got to be owned. And the other guy, Svi Mihailuk.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's um You're right. I've been saying, I've just been saying, Svi. you know, I've been butchering it like the Lakers broadcast was last year. We'll just um, <laughs>
1: we'll just call I, him Svi. Never, yeah huh? <laughs> We'll just call him Svi because uh, but I'm anyways with that. I think he's definitely worth a stream um, while Luke while uh, Luke Connard is out so I think when Cunard comes back comes back I think Svi will completely disappear but until then um, he looks like he could be worth a stream Bruce Brown as well he, Bruce Brown didn't have a great one here. Actually, he still had a pretty decent line here, but... Yeah, um, weird. Underwhelming. Yeah, but I think the Pistons, they're real interesting in the fact that they got these guys who at the beginning of the season... I mean, Corbin, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that I was rushing to pick up Dumbuya, Christian Wood, Sfima Hiluk, uh, I would have told you you were crazy. So this is why I say the <laughs> Pistons are an interesting team. They got some guys emerging. I think they're going full tank mode. If they sell off some of these veteran guys... Like Derrick Rose or Andre Drummond, you got a lot of interesting guys that are going to emerge as as um, fantasy, like solid fantasy plays for the second yeah, half of the
2: season. Yeah, almost definitely. It's It's really intriguing that you're right. These kind of guys that went under the radar— have such high upside um, in terms of fantasy value and really just flourishing. Um, we already said with Dumbuya and with Wood, just guys who, you know, going into season, you're like, who? What? <laughs> you know, they were probably butchering the names like we RSV, but now they're coming in and really giving some production, and they only have the opportunity for more as the Pistons just totally combust, uh, more than likely move off a of Drummond. You know, it's a lost season for Detroit, but, you know, for some teams lost as fantasy players, our game.
1: Yep, absolutely. Okay, let's keep rolling here. Let's let's jump over to game number 2, the 76ers at the Pacers. Pacers getting the victory here, 101 to 95. It's a little surprising. Um I'm going to check on the Sixers side of this game first. Again, we're missing Joel Embiid. He's going to be out for at least a couple weeks. I actually think it's going to be a little longer than that, too. But um mm-hmm. Ben Simmons picking up the slack with Embiid out, 24 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 10 from 17 from the field, 4 of 4 from the line. Love that he didn't hurt you from the free throw line, that's outstanding. Um, Tobias Harris, who's been a little up and down, tonight was good, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1-3 on 7 of 16 shooting from the field. Josh Richardson, man, he had his shooting hat on. He was launching shots. He took 19 shots in this game, made eight of them for 23 points, three assists, four rebounds. He had one three. He was six to seven from the line. So with no Embiid, we're expecting Al Horford to see a boost. And tonight was somewhat of a letdown. Ten points, eight rebounds, but he did have 5 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal, shot 5 of 11 from the field. Now, it's Scott that's getting the start. It, it, um, he had 18 minutes. Just had 5 points in those 18 minutes to go along with 4 boards. But the guy who I think's a little interesting is Matisse Thibel. And the reason is, is that this guy is a defensive dynamo. This guy can really... Uh, Accumulate defensive stats, high-volume defensive stats. And I am really encouraged by the fact that he got 28 minutes. Just came back from an injury himself. So probably shaking off the rust. Probably never going to have giant popcorn scoring numbers. But I am interested in picking him up in deeper leagues for those defensive stats. One steal, one block tonight. um, To also go along with five rebounds one three in 28 minutes so he's an interesting ad in deeper leagues probably just your standard 10 to 12 leagues probably just gonna watch him. but i play in a lot of 14 team in deeper leagues this guy's available i got some dead weight at the end of my roster i might be making that move um other yeah. than that uh, i really don't trust anyone else off of the bench and uh i think that's all i got what do you think of the sixers Gorbin?
2: You know they're really interesting, like you said. Um, having that loss of Embiid, and and like you said, probably being for more than the few weeks he's been um, given, is something to think about, particularly among the Sixers front court players. But yeah, it's um, you pretty much broke it down pretty effectively. I don't really have too much more to add. I was shocked that Josh Richardson was definitely locked and loaded as far as firing up that shot. No conscience, and apparently no three stroke, con- three point consistency, <laughs> going one for eight. But you know that is funny. But um, I'm gonna run it down over to the the pal- um, Pacers
1: side. Yes, sir.
2: All right, so we're going to start with the main guy um, for the starters. here. We're actually, they're tied. So we're going to start with TJ Warren, who really had a great night and a game-saving um, block. Um, he had 21 points on 8 of 13 shooting. He's not shot the three-ball well at all this year. He shot two, missed them both. But he was 5 of 7 from the line with one rebound, two assists, two steals, two blocks. So, you know, not a whole lot in any one particular category outside of scoring, but a little bit of everything. Nice balance. That's not bad. Um Tied with honors for lead scoring, we're just going to go in that order, was uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who had 21 points. Did not have the best of efficiency, 5'15 shooting, but he did have three threes and eight free throws to go along with seven rebounds and nine assists, which is solid. Um, One steal as well as far as defensive stats are concerned. Um, starting to backcourt with him was Jeremy Lamb. Did not have a great night. Four points in 23 minutes on two-eight shooting, uh, six rebounds and one assist. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Also, not a very efficient night. He did have a double double though, with ten points and sixteen rebounds. But he was three of twelve from the field, four or six from the free throw line, missed his only three attempt, and didn't have a defensive stat. So not super great there. And uh, Miles Turner, who again did not have a great efficient night, but he did get another double double with fourteen points and ten rebounds. He was four of ten from the field. He did knock down one three. He was five of six from the free throw line. He had an assist and three blocks. Uh, so I was tied. I was to lead all Pacers as far as defensive stats in that category. Off the bench, uh, Doug McDermott, 8 points, um, 2 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, uh, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, and then he did have 4 rebounds as well. Justin Holiday got some good minutes here, and in 28 minutes, he scored 14 points on 5 of 10 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 3 rebounds as well. Uh, and you know what? Not something, I think, as far as being, you know, uh, consistent production there offensively. But to have a night like that, hey, that, that's really solid for him. And um, defensive stats, I'm trying to see if he had any. Excuse me. It's – um, what? He had – no, it wasn't. One block. So that was great for him there. Uh, and then uh, that was it. Aaron Holiday, 21 minutes, three points, one of three from the field, one of two from three, uh, four assists, two steals. And then TJ McCollum – Four points in 14 minutes on two of five from the field. You know you're not really getting any threes from him and three assists as well. To go along with the steal. So not a whole bunch there. Um any anything takeaways there from the Pacers, Adrian?
1: Just want to note that if you were streaming Aaron Holiday, who has been pretty good, he's been pretty solid, that party might be coming to an end with uh Brogdon returning, and we're hearing that. Victor Oladipo should be available by the end of the month, which is only a couple of weeks away. So um, I think, uh, you know, with we're already we talking about some decent ads. Um, I think if you wanted to maybe move on from Aaron Holiday, I would not blame you because not a good sign that he only got um, 21 minutes with Brogdon returning, and it's just going to get worse when uh, Victor Oladipo joins this lineup and that's all i got man you you um covered that very well i'm gonna jump over to the next game um the chicago bulls at the boston celtics the celtics getting the victory 113 to 101 i'm gonna check out what went down on the chicago side of this game i'll start with zach levine who had 30 points a steal two assists five boards three threes he mm-hmm. shot a perfect 9 of 9 from the line, which is nice. 9 of 18 from the field. If you had to complain about something, he did have 6 um, turnovers. But other than that, a pretty nice line from Levine. Um, Sataransky, 12 points, 7 assists, a steal. He had. Um, he shot 6 of 8 from the line, 3 of 8 from the field. Laurie Marketin, who was playing better... Uh, had a rough game here. Only 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, didn't have a 3, shot 4 of 9 from the field. Um Daniel Gafford is getting the start with Wendell Carter Jr. out. This is the guy I think you want to own in the front court tonight likely got some foul trouble because um he only got 20 minutes. I'm seeing he had 4 fouls. So I'm hoping this is why he only got 20 minutes. He was really good in the last one. Also, outstanding block rate I know you can all use some blocks on your team so if he's still floating out there I think he could be worth an add um 10 points for him two blocks three rebounds one assist four of five shooting from the field he was a perfect two of two from the line That Young is another interesting guy in deeper leagues I wouldn't even bother in standard leagues but in deeper leagues 17 points tonight in 24 minutes had two rebounds Uh, One assist, one three. Shot a nice eight of 14 um, from the field. Other than that, I'm trying to think. Chris Dunn is getting the start. If you want to stream him in deeper leagues, um, never going to have big scoring lines, but usually is good for some steals. He didn't have any defensive stats here. Did have nine points, five rebounds, one assist, one three. So in deep leagues, he could be worth a look. But other than that, man, I really don't trust... Anybody else on this team, again, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Um, Hearing he could miss a lot of time, uh, there's some rumblings that maybe even they just shut him down. So really disappointing for Wendell Carter. Um, The other guy we're still waiting on is Otto Porter. Feels like a lost season for him as well, although I do expect we see him hopefully sometime in the second half of the year. Um, uh, Corbin, what do you think of the Bulls? Corbin. Okay, we lost Corbin. I'm going to just go. No, no, no. no oh, I'm here. I'm here. No, I'm sorry. I'm here. sorry. Oh, no, so what good.
2: happened is I had made a cough. I'm just going to excuse myself and, oh, this, no, and the okay. audience <laughs> and you. I made a cough and muted myself. So when you asked me what I thought about the Bulls, I'm going into it, not realizing <laughs>
1: I've done that so many times where I've muted my mic to cough, and I forgot that I that my mic was muted. <laughs> I do that all the time. Oh, my yep. gosh. Anyways, oh. Corbin, <laughs> Corbin, what do you think of the Bulls, man?
2: Okay, so I think I, – I, I was saying I think they're – it's just a disappointing year for them. Fantasy-wise, I mean, I really expected a big thing from marketing Um I really expected strong play from a lot of guys here. Well, not a lot. That, that's That's – being a little heavy, but Chris Dunn, uh, Zach Levine and Laurie marketing were my guys. Um, it's been an even play from all of them at various points. Zach Levine being really the headline and one true bright spot on this pretty miserable Bulls season. Um, not really too much to add there. I think it's going to be interesting to see you already mentioning Thad Young, what kind of comes of him um, and his playing time and if he gets moved or anything. And you know, not really too much I'm concerned about on the Bulls side as far as like changing roles. Um, but, but something to keep an eye on. Maybe they can come back and get more time and snap out, post all-star break. I don't know. It's not been what I expected. That is for certain.
1: All right. What went down on the Celtics side of this game?
2: All right. So Celtics. Going to start with our leading scorer, Jason Tatum. 21 points in 30 minutes, 7-17 from the field, two threes, five free throws made, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks. So really good defensive numbers for him on that end. Gordon Hayward had eight points in 30 minutes, 4-11 of from the field, Missed only three, but he also had six rebounds, and he had eight assists. Uh, and that led the Celtics, or tied um, for the honors on, on assists with that. I'll get to the other guy in a minute. No defensive stats for him, though. Ennis Cantor really had himself a night. 15 points, nine boards, seven, nine shooting. Um, no defensive stats. Oh, no, he had a steal and a block. So good for him. Okay, Ennis, I see you. Uh, Kemba Walker, 14 points in 28 minutes. Really efficient. Uh, low volume but five and nine from the field, three, six from three. Went to line once, so one of two. Four rebounds, only two assists, two blocks, though. So good for him. Oh, we got to check those out. And then Jalen Brown, who got some shots up, 19 points on 13 shots. Uh, misses only three, but he did go to the free throw line. Nine for nine. So he got there, converted everything. Three rebounds, three assists, and two steals as well. Off the bench, Grant Williams, 11 points, four, eight from the field, one, three, five rebounds, and three assists to go along with the block. So really good from the young power forward there. Semi Ojale, 13 points with a rebound. Um, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, Brad Wanamaker, 9 points in 3 of 5 shooting. He knocked down a 3, knocked down 2 free throws, 3 rebounds, 2 assists for him. Marcus Smart, who got the most minutes off the bench with 33, had 12 points on 4 of 8 shooting. 2 of 5 from 3, which is good because he's been shooting pretty pretty bad from 3, low 30. So 2 of 5 is pretty good for him. 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Five rebounds. Uh, he also had eight assists, so tied with Gordon Hayward for the top honors there. Three steals as well, plus 25, just because why not? Um, and you know what? That's really it for the Celtics. Uh, who played? Marginal, who well, have 47% from the field, 40% from three, and just under 90% from the free throw line. But um, any takeaways from the Celtics there for you, Adrian?
1: Man, you know, I really don't have much to say here. I mean, you pretty much covered it. You know, the Celtics, one of these teams where uh, the narrative's don't really change much at all. I guess, you know, the only thing I can think of that's a little interesting is Cantor um stepping up in this one. But um no Daniel Thice. Uh I think Grant Williams actually may have got injured in this one. Hang on one sec. Yeah, he he did return, but he left the game in the third quarter with a shoulder injury, but came back. So nothing serious. And you know what? I just really don't have much to say here. Um, we know who their studs are, and those are the guys that you want, really. So, um, I'm just going to jump over to the next one. Uh, the OKC Thunder taking on at the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Thunder getting the victory 117-104. to Going to take a look at the Thunder side of this game, and... Um, Uh, Corbin, I don't know if my computer's broken here because uh, Mm -hmm. SGA, Shea Gillis-Alexander, did he have a 20-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist game? Yes, he
2: did, and (laughs) it's crazy. It is insane. I did not have any idea.
1: Okay, I thought maybe that was a... I swear I thought maybe that was a typo on my box score that I'm looking at because I didn't know that this guy could hit the boards like that, man. 20-20 game make that a triple-double with the 10 assists, also had a block, also had good percentages. He was 8 of 12 from the field, 2 of 2 from the line, 2 of 3 for downtown. So he even gave you two threes, man. This kid is special. And, um, man, I am salivating over uh, his potential for future seasons, man. He's going to be outstanding. Um, Chris Paul has been a nice surprise. Tonight was a letdown. Only shot 5 of 15 for 10 points, one steal, three assists, four boards. Didn't have a three, didn't even go to the line in this one. So a little disappointing for CP3, but he has been really good on the season. Danilo Gallinari, 30 points, a steal, and assists. Four rebounds, three threes. He was 11-12 from the line, 8-12 from the field. So beautiful game from Gallo. Steven Adams has just been solid um, after the slow start to the beginning of the season. He put up a double-double, 13 points with 11 rebounds to go along with four defensive stats with the three blocks, a steal, five assists. Outstanding game from Steven Adams. Um, Ferguson had 14 points. 28 minutes. He's tough to trust in standard leagues, but Dennis Schroeder, you can trust him. 29 minutes, he had 14 points and assists, three rebounds, two threes for, for him. He played nice. He's been he's been a pleasant surprise. I did not think Schroeder would be this good um, when they added CP3 and Shea Gillis Alexander. I thought Schroeder would not be able to hang with those guys um, in the starting unit. Um, Let's see. That's about all I got. Nerland's Noel still out, and I think with Steven Adams emerging, I think even when Noel gets back, I'm not that excited because Adams is really asserting himself as the main man in the middle here. Um, Corbin, what do you think of the Thunder?
2: Um, You know what? They're an interesting team. They are, and I like – I mean, they have so many veteran pieces and – I mean, especially Shea Gilgis. That was out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, that was that was something crazy, but you said it. I mean, uh, Dennis Schroeder's been having a great year. Um, Alexander's been having a good year as far as scoring. Um, it, 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 it's been it's been interesting. Stephen Adams had like a renaissance year uh, after a little bit of a slow start. And yeah, there's nothing more really to add on that end except that they've been a fun team to watch and performances like this. Wow.
1: Yeah, he's uh, and you know. I don't think Chris Paul is going to get moved at the deadline just because I can't think of a lot of teams who really need a a point guard um, and who are going to take on his contract, whatnot. So I don't think we see Shea Gillis-Alexander fully unleashed this season, but we do know... Chris Paul's not really part of their long-term plan. So likely, maybe he gets moved in the offseason or next year. And man, uh, SGA, he is going to go bonkers when CP3 leaves because his usage is just going to shoot through the roof. He's going to put up some gaudy stat lines. So um, really, just a really exciting young uh, player. Um, Anything else here before we move on?
2: Oh, no, I'm ready to go. You're right. And like you said, just on that last note on Alexander, yeah, it's going to be something crazy. The fact that Thunder able to get him and a package of picks really a steal for him because what a special talent. And we still don't know all the potential he has yet to be tapped. So uh, I, I definitely can't wait. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go on to the Timberwolves. Uh, we're going to start with, as I have been wanting to do today, leading scores. So that was Covington. Okay. No, it actually wasn't off the bench. It was uh, Nas Reed. So we're going to start there. Uh, Nas Reed had himself a night. Uh I haven't really watched too much of him, but he's a center for the Timberwolves. came off the bench in 18 minutes. He had 20 points, 7 of 13 from the field, 4 three-pointers, uh, 2-2 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, <laughs> 1 assist, and 1 block. So he went out there to fill it up, and that's just what he did. Uh, starting 5, Robert Covington, 18 points uh, in 30 minutes, 6 of 13 from the field. He had four threes, went to the free throw line once, 2-2 from there, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and a block. A little bit of everything there from robert covington just the kind of stat line like to see i'm especially fond of the shot volume um but you do have to realize that with Car anthony towns gone uh at the moment while he's still recovering to come back there are some more shots to be spread around and you know what with uh wiggins only taking 12 shots attempts other players had to definitely up the slack there speaking of wiggins he had 10 points on a very disappointing 412 shooting in 31 minutes didn't make a three two two from the free throw line one rebound three assists one steal one block Uh, Remember the good old times when Wiggins was like, point Wiggins and really turned a revelation? Uh, Those were the times. Those times are over. Um, uh, uh, Shabazz Napier, 16 points in 27 minutes, 4 10 from the field, 3 threes, 5 of 7 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Good night for him. Uh, Gorgie Jang, uh, 5 points in 16 minutes, 2 of 7 from the field. He knocked down a 3. A dang 3 sighting. He's knocked down a few this season, but he, he took three, too, so it wasn't like it was an accident. Um, four rebounds and two assists to go along with the steal. Definitely like to see some more rebounds, but he played 16 minutes. I mean, I don't know if I was 6'11". Anyway, we're not going to go into that. Jared Culver, 14 points in 32 minutes, 7 of 15 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and then uh, just continue with the bench. Uh, aside from Nas Reed, who really headlined the bench, you didn't know 4 points in 12 minutes, two rebounds, one steal, not much there. Keita Bates-Diop, three points in 15 minutes, four rebounds, two blocks. Uh, Jeff Teague, six points in 21 minutes, uh, two of seven from the field, no threes, five assists, two rebounds, uh, one steal. Josh Koji, six points in 25 minutes, two of four from the field, no threes, five rebounds, three assists, uh, three steals, and one block. So good to see him at least be a little bit of a, a, a tear on the defensive end, a little active there. And then Trayvon Grant, two points in 13 minutes, one of two from the field, four rebounds, one assist. So really my takeaways from this one is that, you know, uh, Nas Reed was the MVP for the Timberwolves uh, in a game that also had someone get a 20-20-10 triple-double. So not really MVP there, but also not a lot of great production from the bench at all. Um, just doing some mental math here, 17, 12. I mean, you had less than 30 points off the bench um, and not great efficiency. So it was really Reed who kind of carried the offense uh, alongside Jarek Hover and Robert Covington.
1: And I just... You pretty much covered everything as usual, Corbin. Just want to add, we're hearing that Carl Anthony Towns is very close. I would expect him to return uh, towards the second half of this week, maybe even as soon as the next game. So, man, if you drafted Cat, it's been really frustrating to see him go questionable for 14 games and for him to miss all 14 games, he's been questionable uh, for, but uh, it sounds like he will be returning soon. So uh, of definite, definite exciting news for all you Carl Anthony Towns uh, managers who have him on your roster. All right. um, Corbin, I think that's it, man. We've got three more games, but they are still going here. Uh, so, Corbin, I think that's it, man. I'm going to let you go. I'll come back to uh, go over these last three games later tonight. Corbin, uh, where can the listeners find you at?
2: Um, you can find me at Corbin CorbinNBA on Twitter. Um, that's where you hear the normal ramblings on. Uh, definitely um, a host on the um, Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. That's here. Um, happy to do with you, Adrian, here. So, uh, that's kind of it. I mean, I'm on the Twitter sphere, but. Just watching the games, man. Hoop Junkie, just like you are, um, just like the the listeners are here. That's kind of what it's about.
1: All right, you guys. Thank you guys so much. Corbin, man, always great to talk to you. I'm already looking forward to next Monday um, where we get to go over more fun games. All right, you guys. Um, I'm going to get out of here, but I will be back shortly for the final three games of the evening. See you soon.
2: All right. (laughs)
1: Hello, I'm back for the final three games of the evening. Let's jump over to the Orlando Magic at the Sacramento Kings. The Magic getting the victory 114 to 112. Let's check out the Magic side of this game. I'm gonna start with uh, Nikola Vucevic who had a monster double-double, 26 points to go along with 15 rebounds, two assists, three blocks, two threes um he was a perfect six of six from the line shot nine of 23 from the field pretty good game from him evan fournier twenty-five points, six assists a steal he was 12 of 12 from the line one three six of 16 from the field markel fultz um has been playing well and uh looks like he could be a good uh definitely a good fantasy value for the second half of the season. Sixteen points for him, two assists, four rebounds, one three. He was seven of eleven from the field, uh, one of three from the line. Aaron Gordon, nice to see him play in this one. Um he had 19 points, two assists, nine rebounds, one three. On eight of sixteen shooting from the field, he was two four from the line. Uh, Birch has been getting the start with Jonathan Isaac um, likely out for the season and Birch not doing much in 23 minutes he had four points and uh, not much else and you could pretty much look elsewhere Uh, Terrence Ross who's been playing who's who has been playing well and scoring the ball Um, only six points in this one shot one of four from the field so a down game from him DJ Augustine who also has been um, had some good games lately he only had six points in 25 minutes not much there really tough to rely on anyone from the Orlando Magic bench. It's really just Vucevic, Fournier, Foltz, and Gordon. Those are really the only guys that you can really count on on this team. Um, I am stashing Jonathan Isaac in a deep roto league, but um, I don't feel great about it. Um, And uh, from what we're hearing, it's quite possible that Jonathan Isaac's done for the season, which is very disappointing. All right, let's jump over on the Sacramento Kings side actually before I jump over to the Kings. Just want to make sure I'm not missing anything major as far as nope, nothing, no injuries. Okay. So let's jump over on the Kings side. Man, I have so many shares of Rashawn Holmes, so uh devastating for me that he's going to be out. Uh I, I believe it's anywhere from 3 to 4 weeks, which um uh, it that just crushes me. And so let's take a look. Uh Nemanja Belica with no homes. Um with Bagley coming off the bench. Belitza put up a nice game. Thirty four points, two steals, two assists, seven boards, eight threes tonight. Shot eight of ten from downtown. That's outstanding. Thirteen of sixteen from the field. Just what a great shooting game here. Um Wow, just outstanding. De De'Aaron Fox flirting with a big triple-double, 31 points to go along with 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 threes, shot a super-efficient 12-of-18 from the field, 5-of-5 5 5 from the line. Nice game from De'Aaron Fox. Buddy healed, doing his thing. 16 points, 3 steals, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, two threes on 7 of 14 shooting from the field. Um, Marvin Bagley came off the bench in 23 minutes. He had 18 points, 2 blocks, 6 rebounds. So pretty nice game for Bagley. Look for him to move to the starting lineup uh, soon. Other than that, man... Um, If you picked up Harry Giles with Holmes out, it's not really happening for him. He only had four points in 13 minutes. And uh, nobody really else here to trust. Ariza in 29 minutes uh, only had two points, two assists, three rebounds. So he's not an option. Deadman is an interesting stash in the hopes that he gets moved at the trade deadline. But um, I don't know, that might be wishful thinking there. And that's about it. That's about it for this game. Let's jump over to the Charlotte Hornets at the Portland Trail Blazers. This was a close game. The Blazers getting the victory 115-112. to 112. Let's take a look at the um, Charlotte Hornets side of this game. And, man, I feel like Miles Bridges just hit rock bottom here. He started, only played 18 minutes, and went O of seven for two points one assist two rebounds man this is so frustrating for me I have miles bridges on every team and um, probably I will probably never draft this guy ever again it's just uh, been really really bad Zeller six points for him five rebounds not much for Zeller PJ Washington with a nice line 20 points love the defensive contribution two steals two blocks three assists 11 rebounds three threes on six of 15 shooting from the field he was five of five from the line it's a great game for him Um, Devontae Graham with 27 points ten assists three rebounds one steal he had eight threes in this one Wow nine of 17 from the field this is a, a nice game from Graham Terry Rozier having a nice one as well. 25 points, 3 assists, 7 rebounds to go along with four threes. He shot 8 of 18 from the field, 5 of 6 from the line. So some nice games here from that Charlotte Hornets backcourt. Um off the bench, Hernan Gomez had 14 points, but man in 16 minutes, I don't think you could trust him or really anybody off this bench. Batum, Bacon, who had a nice game in the last one, um, fell back down to earth in this one. Malik Monk, only eight minutes, and uh, really ugly. Bismack Biombo didn't play in this one. Um, so, man, just some ugly lines here from the Hornets, but the backcourt really playing well. Uh, Let's jump over on the Portland side here. Uh, I'm going to start with Damian Lillard who had 30 points, 9 assists, 3 rebounds, 5 threes on 10 of 16 shooting from the field. He was 5 of 7 from the line. So great game from Lillard. CJ McCollum with 27 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 5 threes on 11 of 22 shooting from the field. Uh, Mello still... Keeping his foot on the gas. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 17 points, 8 assists, a steal, 6 boards, 1-3 on 7 of 13, shooting from the field. Whiteside, this is a little disappointing from Hassan Whiteside. 7 points, did have 3 blocks and 11 rebounds, but I'm used to those gaudy double-doubles, him flirting with uh, 20-20 type games. So this one's a little disappointing. Um... And uh, let's see, not much else to talk about. Tolliver was okay off the... Actually, Tolliver had a double-double off the bench. 16 points, 11 rebounds, but you can't really trust him. Um, You can't trust him. And um, not really much else here to talk about on the Portland side. Let me just double-check that we're not missing any... Nope, No major injuries in this game nothing uh nothing there so let's move to the final game of the evening the cleveland cavaliers taking on the la lakers um the lakers not a surprise here getting the victory 128 to 99 let's take a look let's take a look at the cleveland side of this game um i'm gonna start with kevin love who had 21 points 21 points and um 11 rebounds for kevin love and um let's see tristan thompson with a nice double double 17 points 10 rebounds for him two assists. um he shot eight of 11 from the field did have five turnovers but um nice double double with some nice percentages colin sexton with 16 points four assists three rebounds he was perfect for four from the line he shot a shot six of 16 from the field Seti osman with 15 points one assist four rebounds four threes on five of 12 shooting for him darius garland continuing to uh trend upwards with 16 points two steals four assists two rebounds he had two threes on seven of 13 shooting so that's nice off the bench man nothing off the bench for the Cavs. Uh, we're waiting for Larry Nance to return. think he could be a decent play for the second half of the season, especially if the Cavs end up selling some of their veteran guys like Kevin Love or uh, um, Tristan Thompson. All right, let's jump over to the Lakers side of this game. No, um, No Anthony Davis in this one. No Rondo in this one. Um, so it was LeBron James doing the heavy lifting. Thirty-one points, a steal, eight assists, two rebounds. He added a three, shot a very efficient twelve of sixteen from the field, six of seven from the line. Kuzma, who's been picking up the scoring load with with Anthony Davis out, uh, wasn't the scoring wasn't really happening though in this one. Eleven points, but did also have a block, two assists, three rebounds on a five of thirteen shooting. Um, Danny Green was uh, serviceable in 10 points. Four steals is nice. Two assists, four rebounds on four of eight shooting. Avery Bradley with 12 points, three rebounds, two threes on five of 11 shooting in just 21 minutes off the bench. They got a really nice game from Dwight Howard, who had 21 points to go along with 15 rebounds, two assists for him, a shot of very efficient nine of 11 from the field, even added a three tonight, Dwight. Wow. And was a two or three from the line. So a beautiful game from Dwight Howard here. Um, other than that, man, not, um, can't definitely can't trust anyone else off this lakers bench called well pope caruso um i hope you guys are not in deep enough leagues where you're rostering those guys all right i think that's it for the games tonight and uh let me just double check nope no injuries uh anthony davis i think we'll see him back maybe towards the end of the week um at worst i would say next week at worst so um all right you guys thank you for listening for supporting the show special thanks to corbin who joined me earlier always enjoy talking to him um hope you guys are having a great week hope your teams are doing well hope your players are thriving and avoiding injuries um i will be back on sunday and um Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show. I'll talk to you later. This has been a HoopBall presentation.